This evening, we'll continue to explore the metta teachings and the metta practice, as we will every evening at this time. And last evening with Winnie, you began with metta for yourself. And we'll move now to offering metta to what is classically called a benefactor. As we practice metta, our heart is purified from the forces of clinging, the forces of grasping, these forces that we tend to contract with and that contract us as we hold tight. Practicing metta develops gratitude, it develops appreciation. It really begins to open the generosity of the heart. And I think for many of us, sometimes and, and maybe often for some of us, we feel that we don't have enough. Or maybe sometimes we even feel maybe like there's never enough of something, of whatever it might be. Maybe sometimes we feel like we're missing something. That's a a common one. We're missing something. And so we live with that edge of a kind of anxiety of missing something. And in response to that, or reaction actually, maybe we hoard things or we collect things or we save things from this place of feeling that we don't have enough, that we're missing something. As we practice metta and our heart begins to open, we begin to realize that this world, this universe, um, actually provides everything. It's kind of mysterious. I mean, it's all here. Everything's here. And so as that becomes more of a, a our life experience, our heart's experience, our mind's experience, our bodily experience, we might begin to live our life with more simplicity. And in fact, just the beginning to let go, recognize and let go of these forces of clinging and uh, grasping, as the heart is purified from these pretty powerful forces in the heart, the mind, and the body, this itself actually is living with more and more simplicity more ease. So 
So this evening, practicing with someone who has helped you, been good to you, been generous with you, offered to you, supported you, someone who's been a benefactor in your life. And before we take a few moments for you to find that person, keep in mind to, for the practice right now, to pick someone who's still alive. And the reason, there's a reason for that, and I'll, people always ask, so I'm going to answer it before it's asked. <laughs> if the person has died, <clears throat> is not alive, <clears throat> there can often be uh, a residue, uh, grieving, um, a kind of heavy heart, uh, uh, a whole process that maybe isn't finished, uh, that gets involved with the practice and, in a sense, usurps it. So picking someone who's alive, <clears throat> that's not going to come up. So we keep it simple in that way and pick someone who's still here. It also simplifi- uh, simplifies the, the practice to pick someone that you don't have a sexual relationship with and at this point because that complicates it as well, has the potential to complicate uh, the practice. So we're looking to keep it pretty simple. And lastly, uh, not picking someone that you're sexually attracted to. You may not have a relationship with them, but if you're attracted to them, that can really complicate the practice as well. Those are the reasons for these kind of guidelines. So let's take a moment or a couple of moments for you to check in and find this person, this benefactor. My direction has always been both for myself and for others not to look too hard, not to keep rifling through this person, that person, the next person, another person, another person. Take who shows up. Hey, it's me, they say. Take them. Maybe they're not the perfect quote-unquote benefactor, but right now, that's a good one. As long as they're alive, as long as you don't have a sexual relationship with them, and you're not sexually attracted to them. Take that one. You'll have many, many times more you can practice with lots of other benefactors. It's quite uh, interesting to take who shows up. So in that light, I'm not going to give you too long to kind of pick and choose.
And now, with this being, it doesn't even have to be a human being, by the way. It could be a a being other than human. I have a very dear friend who practices a lot of metta, and often her benefactor, not always, but often it's her dog who's of great benefit for her. So, various possibilities. And so bringing this being, this benefactor being, to heart, to mind. If you have a mind that visualizes easily, then bring in an image of this being. If your mind does not visualize easily, Don't struggle with it, trying to force an image to come. Bring in a felt sense of this being. That's just right. And we'll spend just a few moments now reflecting, reflecting on how this being has helped us, reflecting on the generosity, the kindness of this being towards us, towards you. And as you're reflecting on this, noticing... uh, feelings of gratitude that might come up, feelings of uh, appreciation, care. And noticing also if there might be some feelings of a little bit of holding back, a little bit of contraction, maybe some resistance in in acknowledging or accepting the kindness from this benefactor being. That's a possibility of of coming up as well. Just notice. Sometimes our benefactors reside in various other categories, we could say, at times. Sometimes they might 
be a difficult person for us. That's a possibility as well. Now letting go of the reflection. Opening the heart and mind to the image, visual image or felt sense of this being. As though they're here with you. And then letting that felt sense or image just uh, uh, let it be aside for just a moment and offer two or three rounds of metta to yourself. May I be happy. May I be safe. May I be healthy. May I live with ease. And now, letting go of the metta directed towards your own being, yourself, bringing back the image or felt sense or both of your benefactor being, and we'll offer the same phrases that you've used for yourself directing it towards this benefactor being. And I I don't know if uh, Winnie mentioned this yesterday, but sometimes people find metta practice uh, is supported and uh, inspired and uh, stimulated by putting a hand over the heart or one hand in that heart center area or maybe one hand and then the other hand on top. It's not required at all but I do know that some people find it helpful. So you're certainly welcome to experiment with that if you'd like to.
and the phrases now directing them the energy of these phrases to your benefactor being. May you be happy. May you be safe. May you be healthy. May you live with ease. And we'll spend some time now continuing with the metta practice for our benefactor being. Repeating the phrases and directing this metta energy through the phrases to this being that we have with us in our heart, our mind, maybe an image, a felt sense. May you be happy, may you be safe, may you be healthy, may you live with ease.
letting go of any expectations you might have about what or how you're supposed to feel with this practice. And just simply be mindful and notice how you do feel physically, mentally, emotionally. Just notice. And just keep doing the practice.
And now letting go of sending, directing the energy of metta through the phrases to your benefactor. Just letting go with whatever phrase you're on. Letting the benefactor be on their way. In closing this period of metta practice now, coming back to yourself. Two or three rounds of metta, directing it to yourself, for yourself, from yourself. Showering yourself with kindness, care, metta. And notice how it is now in offering metta to yourself. May I be happy. May I be safe. May I be healthy. May I live with ease. So there's uh, 15 minutes now for some mindful stretching, maybe a little bit of walking, and then we'll come back in here for uh, Winnie's uh, Dharma talk. <laughs> 